Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Father, it is a blessed thing to come to this 11th chapter, emphasizing living and enduring faith, even with the Lord's table set before us. Help us then to begin to appropriate the reality of this living and enduring faith in light of our own walk with the Lord in these days of earthly sojourn. This we pray in Jesus' name and for his blessed sake. Amen. Some people today say they're living on love. Travis Tritt sings about living on borrowed time. The old man in the chair says that he's living on memories. Many teens attempt to live on the edge. AARP, which I have still not joined, by the way. AARP makes people think about living on a fixed in income. Bon Jovi saying, living on a prayer without any reference to God or his word whatsoever. <laughs> Habakkuk and Hebrews say the just, the righteous, shall live by faith. Living and enduring faith is the overriding theme of the rest of the book of Hebrews. Hebrews 11 12, 13, all of it flies under this banner of a living and enduring faith. This chapter 11 is best known for its list of heroes from the record of Old Testament history, but the emphasis of the 11th chapter is upon the pattern, the pattern of living faith as illustrated again and again and again, in each case, throughout the aspect of this 11th chapter. In all cases, then and now. In all cases, then and now. In all cases, God spoke, number one. Number two, God was believed. And actions were made based upon that belief. And three, God was pleased. The outline for every single person named in Hebrews 11 is, God said something, God spoke, they believed what God said and acted accordingly, and number three, God was pleased. That's it. Again and again and again and again. God spoke, God was believed, and acted upon, and then God was pleased. 
Such faith is described, as the chapter begins, with three terms, namely substance, faith is substance, faith is evidence, faith is good report, or if you will, testimony. Faith is substance, faith is evidence, and faith is the basis of testimony. Or to say it a little more fancy, proving that I did go to school at one point in time in my life, faith is inward condition, faith is outward uh, conviction, and faith is the basis for upward commendation. We want to think a little bit about those words, substance, evidence, and good report this morning in preparation for the fellowship of the Lord's table. We begin with the truth that faith is the inward condition of assurance existing within a person as they anticipate fulfillment of God's word made to them. That is the right way to understand the word substance. Now, faith is the substance of things expected. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, not wished for, hoped for. Hope meaning expectation. Faith is substance. This word stands as that which is under a thing, or if you will, an unseen reality. J. Oswald Sanders says, faith enables the believing soul to treat the future as present and the invisible as seen. Faith is an unseen actual thing. Faith is an unseen commodity. It is real only to the person who possesses it. This is why there is a real sense of commonality between a genuine Christian and a crazy person. Crazy people believe things that aren't true, and they act upon the things that they believe. They're nuts. Christian people believe things, and they act upon the things that they believe, and they're not. God said something. People believe what God said. They believe God. They don't just believe in God. They believe God. There are hundreds upon thousands upon millions of people in the world today that believe in God. That's not the same as believing God. Believing God means you know something that he actually said. If I just stand up here and say, believe me, most of you would say, for what? There's got to be a context to believe. There's got to be some kind of, uh, of uh, wherewithal surrounding the aspect of, of belief or faith. Listen, we believe what God has said. God said things 
We believe those things. We believe God. And as a result of that, that we actually believe God, we act accordingly. Faith is nothing in and of itself. Faith is always defined by its object. Faith is the thing that you've got until the day of sight. Now, there's a lot of different ways that faith has been presented to us, and uh, some of them are memorable and some of them not. But I remember now, it's been a, a number of years ago, that I read this little illustration, and I thought, that is worth sharing. So, here we go. Imagine a dad with two daughters on a hike. A severe storm takes them by surprise, and all three, the two girls and dad, are washed down into a large rock gully. Both girls sustain serious leg injuries. And the dad, while not severely injured himself, cannot carry both girls out at once. And so the dad says to the oldest girl, you wait right here, and I will be back. He leaves with the younger girl on his back. Question, what does the older girl have after her dad departs? She has faith. Faith is substance. That girl has something real. She has something concrete. She has something of substance. What is it? It is based upon the word of her dad. I will be back. She possesses, though alone, an inward assurance. She possesses an inward assurance that her dad will indeed return just as he said. Likewise, the substance of the Christian's hope is Jesus Christ, in that he came and in that he comes. Substance, reality. Attached to the Word of God, written and living, Jesus Christ. Now, this word substance has been used two times before in Hebrews, though not translated substance. Uh, it was translated confidence in chapter 3 and verse 14. And it is translated uh, uh, as a very strong word. Uh, it is translated all the way back in chapter 1 and verse 3 uh, relative to uh, uh, the Lord's person. Now, talk about a strange translation. Uh, listen to this phraseology previously studied. Speaking of Christ, who is the brightness of God's glory, the expressed image of his person. And in that text, Hebrews 1.3, the words translated his person are from this word substance. 
It means that Jesus is the substance of God. He is God in substance. Same word used, faith, is substance in relationship to Jesus Christ. The second word is evident. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Evidence is seen. Uh, this is evidence of things that, that aren't, is not seen. Uh, this is the outward manifestation of an inward conviction. The inward conviction is where the reality is, but then it manifests itself uh, in outward evidence, seen during the time in which the thing remains uh, uh, a promise or unfulfilled. It is the outward display of conviction. The same truth as above is carried further. Faith is not only inward, but it is also the manifestation uh, through the life of the one who possesses it. With the inward assurance that God will keep his word, the believer then acts accordingly. Our actions are based upon the truth or the fact of our faith in what God has said. Back to our little story of the dad and his two daughters. Soon after the dad left the younger girl on the, uh, with the uh, I should say left with the younger girl on his back, uh, another uh, hiker uh, spotted the older girl, and uh, that man offered to carry the girl uh, out to her dad, but the girl refused. And she told the man that her dad uh, told her to wait, wait, and that he would be uh, back. And so uh, that uh, second hiker waited with the older girl until her dad returned. Uh, and that oldest girl then illustrates the action according to her faith when given opportunity to do differently than what the word of her dad had said. Her faith in her dad's word is real. How do you know it? There's evidence. What's the evidence? The evidence is the word to the other hiker that she's okay until her dad comes back because her dad would come back. She acted upon the word of her dad. And I think it's good that the second hiker stayed with her until the dad returned. But nonetheless, that girl believed her dad and ordered her life according to his word. Here's the number one problem uh, with all of Christianity in the modern world. All kinds of people say they believe God, but they don't act like it. Oh, I'm good with God. I love God. I trust God. I'm walking with God. I'm in fellowship with God. But I don't pray. And I find Bible reading boring. And regular church attendance, it's good for weak people, but I don't need all that. All kinds of people say, God, 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 God. But their actions betray the reality of their faith. Faith in a believer, is seen by the actions taken according to God.
God's holy word. And then the text says faith is testimony. Faith is the thing that pleases God and and secures the expression of his pleasure. Verse 2, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Furthermore, down in verse 4, you'll see the words obtained witness. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness, or obtained testimony. And then if you jump down to verse 5, in reference to Enoch, it says, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Uh, The word good report, verse 2, the word obtained witness, uh, verse 4, and the word uh, this testimony, uh, verse 5, all the same Greek word. And it all has to do with the lifting of a testimony, an actual witness. And it's not talking about Abel or Enoch's witness for God. It's talking about God's witness of them. Listen, most of the time you and I think about that we should witness for God. Here's a better question. Does God witness concerning you? What would God say concerning you? What's the witness of God concerning you? Concerning Abel, concerning Enoch, concerning Moses, concerning the name characters of Hebrews 11, the witness of God is, I'm pleased with that. I'm pleased with him. I'm pleased with him. I'm pleased with her. I'm pleased. Would God give witness of his pleasure? Concerning me? Concerning you? This Lord's Day morning? Faith is substance. Faith is evidence. Faith is testimony from God based upon the reality of his pleasure. But this morning... With the table of the Lord prepared before us, I would remind you that God has spoken to us by his Son. We who have expressed faith in Jesus Christ must endure in that faith until he returns. We must show forth our faith, our creed, our conduct, our character in relationship to Jesus Christ because that faith in Christ pleases God the Father. You and I have the full capability today in the Lord to be a living pleasure to God here and now. My prayer for me, my prayer for you, is that we would indeed be a living pleasure to the almighty God of heaven and earth. Father, help us to be a responsive people and give us liberty of heart and mind even in these moments of prayer 
as we further prepare our hearts and minds to partake in the fullness of faith, knowing that you love us and gave Christ for us. May our faith surge and our resolve strengthen and the reality of faith, which is substance and evidence and testimony, be personally known by each one here. We thank you for the occasion, and we ask your blessing upon your people this morning at the table of the Lord, for we pray in Jesus' name and for his blessed sake. Amen. Let's sing our little communion.